teacher, instructor, consultant, coach, guide? I'm not hung up on the title, and what's most important to me is for you to discover how different lessons and classes with me are. There are no grades, there are no tests, there are no finals, and there is no shame if you don't get your homework done. (gasps) I know. Learning German is hard enough so we can take away the test anxiety, we can take the shame of not getting your homework done sometimes, because hey... I work primarily with adult learners, and some weeks you simply can't get your homework done, and it's okay. We can take away the excruciating stress of finals, and what do you get? You get to learn German to speak in German. You learn how you learn best. You learn because progress is more important than perfection, and you can actually get to the speaking. Now that's my kind of German learning. This is the first of three episodes on how I am different from other German teachers. This is part one. I highly recommend that you listen to all three uh, as they are produced and released. I will probably give you the best insight uh, to how I teach German. Sind Sie bereit? Los geht's! This is the official GermanWithNicole.com podcast, and I am Nicole Warner. I am the Nicole of GermanWithNicole.com, und ich liebe die deutsche Sprache. This podcast is your anchor on the stormy seas of German learning. Herzlich willkommen. Nummer eins. I am not a native German speaker. I am a German learner who became a German teacher, and I remember exactly how hard it was. I remember how often I cried. Uh, and... I work to make it easier for you to learn German and also more fun. I've listened to lots of podcasts and I've read lots of articles from other German instructors and what they have to offer is absolutely fine. However, as native German speakers, they will never be able to put themselves in your shoes. Just as as a teacher for English as a foreign language, I'm never able to put myself exactly in the shoes of, a, of an English learner. Because no matter what, you can't remember how you learn something at the age of two, especially when it's your first language. We learn through absorption. So it's impossible for you to know what it's like to learn your native language when you are a foreign language learner. But I can put myself in your shoes because I remember very well what it was like in the A1 level, later on the B1 level, and the very difficult B2 level. And I remember specifically working through my German teaching certification all by myself. Every time I would run into a new construction or a new word or a phrase, and there were some really complicated, like, oh, like ridiculously overcomplicated sentences in some of those textbooks, I'd remember, oh yeah, that's what it's like to be new. So I'm still a German learner and I am also a German instructor. Instructor, teacher, tutor, consultant, guide. You can use those terms interchangeably. My teaching style is basically, if we could put it in a ratio, like a recipe, one part teaching certification, because I'm certified for both English and German as foreign languages, one part hard-won experience through having learned German, one part creativity, because I'm also an artist, I'm a musician, I'm also a writer and a generally, generally creative person, one part inspiration from my students and my clients, that's a big part. <laughs> And finally, also, I have to be honest, one part PBS, because I have watched so many instructional shows on PBS. Thank you, Bob Ross. <laughs> Nummer zwei. I'm a third culture adult. 
Third culture means that you've either grown up in or spent a significant enough time in a foreign country that it has permanently altered the way that you view the world. You can move fairly seamlessly between those two cultures. For example, when I speak with Germans, they think that I'm German. Um, but also in the U.S., everybody just looks at me and says, oh, well, you know, listen to the way that she speaks. She's from here. Third culture children are children who grew up in one culture but had parents from a different culture. Uh, as an example, if your parents moved to the U.S. from Germany, Austria, or Switzerland, and then you grew up here in the U.S., then you would be third culture. So your house or home culture is different from the culture that you grew up in or the one that you lived in. So if you're from the U.S. and moved with your parents to Germany and spent a significant amount of time there, you are likely third culture. And if this describes you, I get you. I spent five years in Germany and I hardly knew any native English speakers. In fact, there was a British guy who lived three blocks from me and I didn't even know that for like three years. And I was so relieved every time, I think his name was Steve. And I, I was so relieved anytime I ran into him because I knew even though he was British, we could speak the same language and I didn't have to explain myself and I didn't have to think about translations and things. So I spent the vast majority of my time with native German speakers. Think about how much of life then takes place in the foreign language, watching the news, having conversations, having discussions with other people, going shopping, the whole lifestyle, transportation, the food, the cooking, the way the homes are built, the way uh, the apartment was laid out, the cars, public transportation, everything. I carry all of that with me today. It's so apparent in the way that I live my life that uh, someone I used to work with called me a havesy. <laughs> half U.S. American, half German. Sie hat recht. Sie hat recht. She's right. <laughs> Nummer drei. I won't give you unrealistic expectations, nor will I blow smoke up your behind. You'll receive honest responses from me, and comments from me, and yes, I will be patient. This point is best illustrated with a story, so here's a story of one of my toughest moments as a German learner. It taught me a lot. I was at the Goethe Institut, and I was in a B1-level class with a teacher named Herr Fluch. He had given us a writing assignment, and I had worked on it, handed it in, and I was egotistically sure he would give me excellent marks. He did give me a lot of marks, but they weren't good marks. And then when he handed the paper back to me, he said something to me that was 100% German. And Germans follow this principle. Ehrlich sein, auch wenn es weh tut. Ehrlich sein, auch wenn es weh tut. Be honest, even if it hurts. Herr Fluch handed me my very marked up paper back and my heart sank. He looked me in the eye and he said, Das können Sie besser machen. Das können Sie besser machen. You can do better than that. Ouch. Das tat weh. Das tat weh. That hurt. I went home and the first thing I did was lick my wounds. <laughs> Humbled myself. And I rewrote the, the text. I checked it. I checked it again. It was a lot of work. And I did do better. It took a lot of effort to make that text better. The difference was I learned to do the work. I didn't just simply do something. It took multiple times, it took multiple goes, and it took effort. And this is exactly why I am patient with my clients and students. 
Recently, one of my clients said at the end of his lesson, Danke für Ihre Geduld. Danke für Ihre Geduld. Thank you for your patience. And my response was, sehr gern, very gladly. Then I told him that if he finds that I would become impatient with him, he should fire me. <laughs> and he laughed, but then I repeated myself and I said, if I become impatient with you, please fire me. And he realized that I meant it. He is still a client several months later. So like with that client, I will be honest with you. Like the Germans say, ehrlich sein, auch wenn es weh tut. Be honest, even if it hurts. At the same time, I will be patient with you. Nummer vier. Last one for today. I am most interested in what you can do, not what you can't do yet, or what you think you can't do. The entire Central European Framework Reference for Languages, the CEFR, is a system based on can-do actions. There is nothing in the CEFR like, this person can't do the dative, or, ugh, she will never figure out that für is always followed by the accusative, or, jeesh, he still doesn't know not to capitalize ich in the middle of the sentence? None of that. None of that. That's the nasty critical voice in your head. I have one too. I tell her regularly to shut up. What the CEFR guides you towards is this person can introduce herself. Or he can hold up his end of a short conversation about everyday topics and general work activities. Or she can write detailed texts about topics within her profession. It's about learning to do specific things, learning how to be able to do something. For example, ordering in a restaurant. That's a specific thing that you can learn to do. Registering your address at the Einwohnermeldeamt. Or you can understand and then also follow the form of a presentation that you will give at work. You can think of it a little bit like cooking. If you concentrate on what you don't know how to cook, you will starve. If you concentrate on what you can't do in German, your German skills will starve. But if you concentrate on what you can do, then you will start with part one, which leads you to part two, and all of a sudden you're able to introduce yourself, order in a cafe, you can pay and leave an appropriate tip using all of those numbers and the money. Then later you'll be able to hold a short conversation with the server, take her recommendation for a site to see, go see it, and enjoy yourself. Later on, then, you might be able to take part in a Verein, a club. At work, you might be able to ask more complex questions. And then later on, you'll also be able to nail giving a presentation in German. Your homework this week is to consider what you can do in German. I understand for a lot of people this might be heretical, so let's just run with it because I'm comfortable with that. Can you introduce yourself? Maybe if you've worked through a lot of the A1 level, can you use the perfect most of the time? Like most of the time being 60 to 80%. If you're in the A2 level, can you use a wenn Nebensatz? Can you use the passive that usually comes in at the end of the A2 level? I'm really interested to hear what you discover in your homework. Das ist genug für heute. Passen Sie gut auf sich auf.